Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with my good friend, Pastor Lane Schrantz. Lane's nickname is The Racing Pastor, for good reason. He's an associate pastor at Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama, but also a top contender following in his father's footsteps in the perilous Pikes Peak Hill Climb. Lean in as we talk about leading up, the importance of church culture, and some keys to longevity in ministry. So buckle up your leadership seatbelts and let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. To the Avail Podcast. I'm pumped. I'm excited. I am I am sitting down with a good friend of mine. And I know and I pray he's going to be a good friend for everybody who's here connecting on the Avail Podcast. Today, we are with none other, the one and the only, the racing pastor, Pastor Lane Schrantz, executive pastor at Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama. Pastor Lane, how does it feel to be on the Avail Podcast? It's one of the greatest honors of my life. I'm so excited and pumped, as you said. You <laughs> Pastor Lane, you and me, go, we go way back. We're good friends. I, I've been blessed by you, by your family, uh, by your church. And, you know, it, it's an honor uh, for me to have this, spend this time on the Avail uh, podcast. We Here at Avail, we really want to put practical, relevant leadership resources in the hands of pastors, ministry leaders, Christians who lead, whether it's in the community, in the church. And I know we're going to have a fun time doing that. Before we get into the leader, leadership convo, I want you to share a little bit about yourself. I want all of our Avail viewers and listeners to get to know who is Lane Schrantz, including the racing pastor. Who's Lane Schrantz? Uh, well, Lane Schrantz is a guy that was born and raised in Colorado Springs, Colorado, uh, in the in the uh, foothills of the Rocky Mountains, right there at the base of Pike's Peak, also known as America's Mountain. Uh, when I was uh, nine months old, my dad started racing up Pikes Peak in the annual historic race to the clouds, the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. And mm. So he raced for the first time in 1972, which happened to be the 50th running of uh, that great race where we race up a 12 and a half mile road that goes to the summit of Pikes Peak. And, and we race against the clock. We don't race against other vehicles. And so I grew up around that. Uh, not long after he started racing Pike's Peak, he bought a tow truck and started a towing business. So if you've ever seen the movie Cars, that was my childhood. I had a had a had a Mater in the driveway and a McQueen in the garage. So I uh, grew up around race cars and tow trucks and grew up in Colorado Springs, grew up wanting to be like my dad. I wanted to, to work, work the towing business and I wanted to drive race cars up Pike's Peak. Uh, that eventually happened in my 20s. Uh, started racing uh, Pike's Peak actually 30 years ago, and I will race my final race this June 26th up Pike's wow. Peak. I'm going to retire at the hundredth running of the race. So my dad started on the 50th, and I'm I'm finishing on uh, the hundredth. And so between my dad and myself, we've covered five decades on Pike's Peak. He raced wow. at 40 years. This will be my 29th actual race across 30 years, and so. Uh, it's, it's, it's a fun hobby. I do it once, once a year. It's only one race a year. It is very dangerous and, uh, is highly competitive and, and really the best or, or most challenging hill climb in the world, uh, and, and really known in the world of rally racing. Um, so that's, that's the, the racing side of it. But 
while in Colorado Springs, I, I was invited in high school. I had a critical time in my life. I would, would have been 17 years old my junior year. And uh, my best friend invited me to his youth group, and I reluctantly went, and God got a hold of me, and the youth pastor at that church happens to be Chris Hodges, the senior pastor of Church of the Highlands, where I am currently sitting and am, and am employed. And so he, he was my youth pastor um, through my late teenage years, poured into my life in such mm. a great way, was such a great developer uh, and and. And, and discipler and, and saw potential in me that I didn't see in myself and just poured his life into me uh, while he was in Colorado Springs. He was there for seven years. I was a part of the youth group for the last four and a half of those seven years. And then he moved back to Baton Rouge, where he was from, where he pastored as an associate pastor there at Bethany for another seven years. So we were separated, um, me being in Colorado Springs, him being back in Baton Rouge for about seven years. But we stayed in very close contact, stayed in relationship. And then in 2001, he was led to start Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama as a, a brand new church plant. He didn't know anyone in the city. And God called Rachel, my wife of now 26 years, uh, and I to leave the family towing business and move all the way across the country from Colorado Springs to Birmingham, over 1,300 miles, uh, with a one-and-a-half-year-old baby and one on the way. Uh, we moved to Birmingham, and I became what, what our team kind of says in a, in a fun, laughing way, staff member number one at Church of the Highlands. <laughs> have been here for our 21 years. We launched February 4th, 2001, and uh, it's been an amazing journey. We now have campuses all over the state of Alabama and, and have built a college uh, called Highlands College. And so it's, it's been an amazing, amazing journey. I'm, I'm thankful for Pastor Chris's leadership and influence for the last 33 years of my life, wow. from 17 to now 50, and uh, I'm honored to serve as the executive pastor here at Church of the Highlands. That's awesome. Well, let me say two things right off the bat. Number one, I've been in a car with Pastor Lane driving on the regular streets and I got to hold on. I, I've got to admit, I had to hold on. <laughs> You're a fast driver. So I, I, I see you, the racing pastor, and I, I can't wait till one day I can get in that race car with you where you where you drive around, <laughs> around the racetrack with people. Out of Talladega. Yep. Yeah, that's special. Well, that's the one thing. And then the second thing I'll say is Church of the Highlands. Um, uh, your, you know, the, the church where you've been at since since it started, right, with pa Pastor Chris Hodges, has been such a blessing to so many churches and so many pastors, and continues to be. Um, and it is it is a blessing to be able to um, see what God has done in our church, vertical church, as a result of the open handedness and the example and the model uh, and the leadership that you guys have poured out. So I, I think I speak on behalf of so many pastors and churches. Thank you for what you do. Now I want to tap into some of your leadership experience, Pastor. You just said it. I mean, 33 years under Pastor Chris's leadership, you know, since the since the church opened up 21 years ago, you've been there, the first the first staff member, right? I want to talk about first about leading up, you know, leading how you support that that lead leader when you're when you're in that in that pastor role or in that key leadership role. Talk to us a little bit about your journey. Have you been in the same role the whole time? How has your journey been? Has things changed? How has your leading up journey been? Yeah, my my uh, role has changed numerous times over the over the twenty one years, and and it, it's not just a leading up principle, but I think a, a, an important principle in ministry in general 
And Pastor Chris taught me this early on. I think I think maybe within the first six months of the church, and, and it was just he and I were the only staff members. And I, I technically was raising my salary, so I was actually a missionary, if you will, uh, that first year. But it was just the two of us. I worked out of my my home office in my bedroom, and he worked out of his home office in his bedroom, and and we were we were trying to do church. And and he he really taught me. Uh, the difference between being an heir and being an employee. And so in, in ministry, there, there are so many things to do, so many different roles, so many different dynamics taking place and, mm-hmm. and so many needs. Uh, human nature attaches to a position. So, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm the youth pastor. Mm. And, we, and we sometimes attach our identity to our position. Right. And, and it's supposed to be attached to Christ. Like, so mm-hmm. our, our true identity comes from Christ, not from our job title, our position in the organization, what our business card says. And it's, it's, it's been a, a, a game-changing principle for me to lead, not just up, but all the way around the yeah. organization. Because uh, pretty much all the things that I've led over the 21 years have, have been taken and given to someone else. Uh, and at times that was, that was very painful and, and, and frustrating and like, wait a minute, I love doing that. And I thought that's what I was called to do. And now that's being given to someone else. And, and, and the, the first few times that was happening, I had to, I had to learn what he was teaching me the hard way and, and d- just be like, wait a minute, an <laughs> heir is not working for a paycheck. An heir is working for an inheritance. Mm. So if you're truly an heir, a son or a daughter of the house, the, the, the theological term for this principle is called sonship and, and having the spirit of a son or a daughter, you don't care what your role is. I, in the towing business, it didn't matter if I was washing the trucks or if I was changing the, uh, the brakes out on the tow trucks or if I, was, if I was out towing the vehicles. It didn't matter my position in the company because someday I knew I was going to own the whole company. So I didn't really care if I had to clean the toilet in our tow truck shop or if I got to drive a brand new tow truck or anything in between. I I wasn't finding my identity in that or if I had conflict with other employees Mm. and my dad definitely didn't didn't give me anything because of my last name. He actually was the opposite. I was going to work harder for less. I think sometimes he was even violating labor laws <laughs> by not paying me to do work. Uh, but I was going to earn everything in, in his mind. But but if there was conflict with other employees, I just had a different attitude. I cared more about the customer. I could have grace for the employees because I thought someday this is going to be my company. So it didn't matter what my role was because I knew my inheritance. And then when you get into ministry, obviously I'm not in the towing business anymore. It translated, but I had to learn the hard way that it doesn't matter if, if, if you're the, the quarterback or if you're the left tackle or if you're the tight end or whether you're the linebacker, whether you're the kicker or the punt returner. It doesn't matter your role. Everybody on the team, if you win the Super Bowl, everybody gets the ring. Yeah. It doesn't matter what your position is. And I think sometimes in ministry we can get too positional and, and that's not healthy. That does not help us and it doesn't help the kingdom. And and we'll all be better off if we're if we just see ourselves as heirs. So God, my hands are open. Yeah. I'm willing to be the youth pastor and I'm willing to not be the youth pastor. I'm willing to uh, build Highlands College and I'm willing to 
have someone else build Highlands College. And mm-hmm. those are a few of the roles I had in the early early years of the church that I no longer have. And so uh, if, if, if you look at a position in a church like the, the, the bladed edge uh, of a knife, not mm-hmm. the handle, but if you squeeze that blade and someone takes the blade out of your hand, grabs the handle and pulls the knife out, the tighter you squeeze, the more damage it causes. Mm. And I see that happen, unfortunately, too often in ministry where people start to find their identity in their position and they start to squeeze that position. And when they're asked, hey, I, I don't want you to do students anymore. I need you to do small groups. And that is taken out or taken away from them. The tighter they were squeezing, the more damage it causes. Yeah. And I've, I've learned over the years, and believe me, I didn't get it right. Uh, and I still have to learn and grow. But over the years, I've learned to just keep it open hmm. because then when you take the knife out there no damage absolutely no damage uh it happened uh basically a year ago i, I spent 10 years serving under pastor chris helping build grow mm-hmm. which is how we resource and give away everything we do at church of the highlands uh, to other churches that you mentioned earlier and i was i was helping him build that for 10 years, half of my time at Highlands. And about a year ago, he's like, Hey, I want, I want Lee domain to take grow. And I need you to shift over to be executive pastor of the church. And so fortunately, 20 years later, my hands were open. Wow. It didn't hurt at all. But if that was 10, 15 years ago, I mean, I might've quit over it because yeah. that was yeah. my baby. And that's where I was pouring my life uh, into at the church, but Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be an heir. I'm, I'm on the team. doesn't matter if I'm even in the game, I'm, I'm on the team. And when we win the Super Bowl, we get the ring. Yeah, that's good. I, I like that illustration. And I think, I think it, I think it is easier said than done. Right. And, but, but hearing it is an important thing to, to hear as leaders that along the journey, our identity and our worth is not in the title or the role of the position, because those might change. It's in the fact that we are sons, we are heirs. I love that. How did you know? How did you know that you were called to Pastor Chris's leadership? How did you know that? I mean, was that something that was clear to you? Yeah, it's it's I love talking about that because our our Christianese ministry language mm-hmm. Typically says, oh, I was called to Church of the Highlands, or I was called to Birmingham. Hmm. Uh, but God builds His kingdom relationally, not yeah. locationally. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Those are relationships. Those are personal connections. It, it does, the Scripture doesn't say He's 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 the God of of, of Syria and Saudi Arabia mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and Russia. Like uh, He He doesn't list countries. The Scriptures don't list countries. They list relationships. So. Uh, and I told people when I felt called, Rachel felt called, we felt called to move to Birmingham. Hey, we're, we feel called to Birmingham. We feel called to Church of the Highlands. We feel called to, to Pastor Chris. But the reality is it was the relationship. Yeah. And here's how I can promise you uh, it's the relationship. If Pastor Chris would have launched Church of the Highlands in Omaha, Nebraska, I would be doing this podcast with you from Omaha, Nebraska. Like I, I, I only felt called to go be a part of a church plant in Birmingham because of the leader, because of the pastor. I think, I think God calls senior leaders to, to, to certain people, which are obviously in a city. Yeah. So I, God didn't call pastor Chris to Birmingham for the city's sake. He, called Pastor Chris to the people of people. Birmingham. Yeah. So God calls a, a senior leader to a group of people, and then 
the way he builds his kingdom, he calls people to that leader. Wow. And so that's, that's how we knew Rachel and I knew right away that we were called to be here and, and leave the, the business world and go into full-time ministry and leave a great humongous church. The church that he had been the youth pastor had grown over the years and hmm. was huge and, and successful. And so we, we left an, a very established life in the business world and in the church world, ministry world. I was hmm. a small group leader at that church for 12 years and uh, highly involved in student ministry there, but not on staff. And, and, and left all of that to go where there was no church, no building, no office, and we, we were going to be portable for six and a half years and uh, have never looked back and have been <laughs> loving the journey. Yeah, I love that. I love that example. I think I think too often people make a decision based on this church because of commodity or because of convenience. But, man, when you have a call, when you feel a calling towards towards a leader, especially, especially when you're called to ministry. I think that's huge. I want to, I want to talk a little bit about, about culture. One of the things that, that pastor Chris teaches a lot about, one of the things that you are very intentional about when, as you're, you know, helping and talking to pastors and leaders is talking about the importance of culture. So in your words, what's church culture? Why is it important? So culture, culture is, is paramount culture trumps everything. Culture is the soil that the seed will go into and will either be nourishing or will not be nourishing. Like the, mm-hmm. like God makes the seed grow. Like, so, so we only, we, we sow the seed, but God makes it grow, but God needs good soil for that seed to grow. And yeah. culture is, is what our churches feel like. And, and as a church, or I've seen this, some churches have, have great systems and structure and, and another church might do the same exact system and structure and have a completely different result. Yeah. But the result was based off of the culture, not the systems and the structure because the environment was not conducive to growth. So Mm -hmm. culture is how the church feels. So culture is not your vision. Culture is not your systems to accomplish the vision. Culture is not your structure. Culture is created by how the leaders behave. Like, how are the, how are the leaders acting? And I'll be extreme here just to paint the picture. But if every staff member at your church is angry and scowling <laughs> every time they're at church, it will create a culture Yeah, that's... That's not good. Hmm. If your staff on the opposite end of the spectrum is full of joy and fun and smiles, that church is going to feel differently. That culture is going to be much healthier for uh, the seed to grow. And so how, how, do, we, how do we build yeah. culture? Culture is not driven by, like I said, the vision, the, the, the systems, the structure. Culture is driven or originates the culture you want. Let me, let me be very clear. Everyone is creating culture all the time, Mm -hmm. but, but it might not be a good culture, right? Because they are, they are creating a feeling around them. You know, if, if someone is angry, they're creating that culture when they're at the gas station, when they're at home, when they're at work, that it's a culture they're, they're creating the culture we want to create Mm. is not, vision system structure it is it is driven by values mm-hmm. 
So our values need to drive our behavior, and our behavior creates the culture. This is very, very important. Our, our values at Highlands for our staff is love God, love people, pursue excellence, and choose joy. And so those drive our behavior. Unfortunately, people will so, sometimes, even pastors and leaders, will sometimes use their personality type as an excuse to not demonstrate a value. Hmm. And so I need, I need leaders, the church needs leaders and pastors that are demonstrating a love for God. Yeah. Not that they memorized mm -hmm. the value, but that they demonstrate the value, mm -hmm. that they demonstrate a love for people. So we'll, we'll go to that one. Um, maybe you're an introvert and you're like, well, I don't want to talk to people and I don't want to be nice to people because I'm introverted and God made me that way. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to sit in the back and, and not interact with people. So that's my personality type. But, but as a leader, I need to demonstrate the value that we have. So I need yeah. to step outside of my personality type mm -hmm. and actually not just love people, but demonstrate a love for people mm -hmm. and, and, and make sure that, that our, as leaders, we make our decisions on how we're behaving based off of values, not our emotions, not our personality type. What if I'm having a bad day? I've had bad days over 21 years. Mm. So do I let my face reflect how, how my emotions are? Or do, do I step up as a leader and say, you know what, I'm going to choose joy today, yeah. <laughs> even though I don't even want to come to work. I don't want to go to church. We do a lot of services at Highlands. We did 99 Easter services this year in 2022 uh, across all of our campuses. Wow. I went to seven services, one Friday, two Saturday, four on Sunday. I went to seven different locations. Hey, there, there, there is a human side. Like, I, I don't want to sing the same song again. I don't know that I want to hear Pastor Chris again for the seventh time. But as a leader, I have to make a decision to say, you know what? I'm going to worship in the seventh service like I worshiped in the first, in the first one, one because mm -hmm. I'm creating culture. I am a leader, and I'm not going to let my emotions and, and my tiredness or if somebody offended me dictate how I model our values, which is creating the culture that we want. And so we constantly talk about our values but not just having them, but actually demonstrating them. Because um, you can memorize, choose joy, and never smile. <laughs> so sure. what good is it? Are you following Avail on social media? If you answered no, what are you waiting for? You can enjoy encouraging content, get updates on all our latest resources, and connect with leaders just like you, all from the comfort of your couch. There's no better account to visit in between appointments or over morning coffee. If you haven't found us on Instagram and Facebook yet, look up The Art of Avail and click follow. We can't wait to see you there. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You know, I think I, think I heard Pastor Chris say once at a, at a conference, culture is going to happen either by default or by design, you know, and, and, and I think that's the, you know, what you're saying is right. we have to be intentional in saying, well, we don't want to just, we don't just whatever to happen. We want to be intentional in knowing these are our values. We're going to carry these. We're going to live these. We're going to, we're going to be uh, uh, intentional about communicating these. And that way it starts to develop. Now, can you share with us, Pastor Lane, they could be from Highlands, also other ones that you've experienced, some examples of healthy, life-giving church cultures that you've encountered along your journey like, like that just like it, it's special. It makes it different. Yeah, I, I think um, I, you would know it. When you go into a church, 
um, once again, they could have the same vision. They could mm-hmm. have the vision on the walls. They could have the same systems, and uh, and it just feels different. Uh, and I'll, I'll use. I'll use your church vertical as an example, because uh, I remember, you know, coming in, I was a guest speaker on a Sunday night, but, but still the life and the energy and the people that I interacted with and your staff and your team and worship, like, like I felt welcomed. I felt, Mm. uh, I felt that I was with authentic people that, that Mm. truly love Jesus Mm. and love people. Yeah. And so there were there were emotions that come along with that as as a stranger walking into a place, a building I've never been in, Mm. uh, in 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 an environment where I had no relationships other than you and your amazing wife, just and 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 yet your team had this culture that was so inviting and welcoming and warm and and all of that. And I think I think as leaders, we, we cannot put our focus on our systems and our structure and our vision without putting a f- equal or greater focus on the culture because wow. culture is more important than those other things. There are churches, let me say it this way, there are churches that that have terrible systems and structures and nobody knows the vision, but they have an amazing culture. Those two those churches are more effective than a church that has everything in its place, vision and systems and structure in a bad culture. Right. Uh, I mean culture trumps everything else every time yeah this is great pastors leaders if you're listening right now it's important to think about this what a what a powerful i personally have witnessed it and i've been on the receiving end of learning from churches and pastors like pastor lane and church of the highlands of the importance of how it feels uh dr sam chan would say that culture has to do with how we do things here right because i might be from another church or i might be from another ministry but this is how we do it here and getting people to understand that to flow in that it makes such a big difference i want to i want to transition here pastor lane kind of connecting the whole culture thing but also i want to talk about longevity right you've been on staff since since church of the highlands launched 21 years ago and you've been connected to you know to your pastor pastor chris for 33 under his leadership for these 33 years um not everybody makes it for the long haul in ministry and from your observations from your experience what are some of the factors for longevity in ministry i think i think the number one factor is is what we started the podcast with and that's spirit of sonship that Come that on. is being an heir having that that mentality i don't need to go build my own house because i'm going to inherit this house yeah and when i say inherit that doesn't mean i'm going to be the senior pastor i'm not right i'm not staying at highlands for 21 years in hopes to take pastor chris's job i'm not called to be a senior pastor mm-hmm. i will never be the senior pastor of church of the highlands i'm just i'm just a son yes i, I, I understand that i want to build the house not myself I'm, I'm here for the house, not myself. And, and so for, for longevity's sake, I think, I think carrying that, that mindset helps with longevity. Uh, but, but also it's, 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 it's really important for, for longevity's sake, uh, to, to constantly push down your, your, your selfish, Mm. Uh, desires of man, I need to do this for myself. Like I need to be in charge, and I need. I think there are a lot of senior pastors out there that that were in some maybe unhealthy cultures mm. as an associate, and they wanted out of that pain so badly they just 
thought the only solution is I need to go be a senior pastor, and right. yet they were never called to be a senior pastor. Right. And right. so, so, so at, at any point, if I ever think that I, you know I need to do my own thing, I have to. I have like, why am I feeling that way? Is it because I've had a bad day or a bad month? Is it because I disagreed with Pastor Chris or he disagreed with me? Like, wh- wh- where are these emotions coming mm-hmm. from? And and then what am I really, really called? Uh, to do and and keeping the, all of those things in line and in check, and 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 making sure that I'm not letting selfish motives drive me away. But the best thing, the best phrase I can give you, and mm. if you're a note taker, you could write this down: is is we we are a church planting church. We're an ark church. We were ark church number one. We've planted over a thousand churches over the last 21 years. And we were always needing more church planters, more leaders. We still do. The harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. We need mm-hmm. more leaders. And and so I would feel almost obligated, like, man, Lane, shouldn't you go plant a church? Because we're training planters and we need more planters. And I would have these conversations with Pastor Chris every few years. I'm like, do you think I need to go plant a church? I don't want to, but I, I feel like there's this pressure, like, because there's such a need. He's, and he, this is this is... A game changer. He's like, when we can do more apart than we can do together, that's when you'll know. And so that helps with longevity. And I mm. know that I am having a greater impact, touching more people, and I am being more effective walking in my purpose and my calling when I am with Pastor Chris. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean everybody has to be with Pastor Chris. We've planted several ARC churches out of staff members from our church who were obviously a part of our family, and they were heirs and sons, but God called them to go plant a church, and we bless that. So we're, we're not trying to keep people here yeah. like the firm, but, we're, but, but we <laughs> want to make sure that nobody's leaving because of the wrong reasons. Right. And, and hey, when we can do more together than we can do apart, we know we're called to do this. So after about six or seven years, I remember getting to a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to think about planting a church because that's not what I'm called to do. And we've been focused on serving Pastor Chris and serving our church ever since. That's so good. I love that. I love you sharing that. I think I think some some leaders need to hear that. Um, maybe maybe as we're hitting the final stretch here, Pastor Lane, Here's a thought that I think might be helpful, and, and I'll, I'll kind of phrase it in two ways so you can kind of think about it as I, as I ask you. Um, I, th- I think that your experience and your your years, your longevity in ministry has given you a special perspective. What What's some practical advice, just kind of on, really on the practical bottom shelf, you know, practical advice, A, for, for pastors and leaders to connect well with those leaders that they're leading, right? So, so that, that maybe you've seen in Pastor Chris with you, you know, and, and the staff. And then, and then maybe some practical, just practical advice for leaders who are serving under their, their lead leader or the, the lead pastor or, you know, the CEO or whatever it is. Just some practical advice from, from your experience for those top leaders in, tr- in how they treat you know, those high level executive leadership, you know, on the team and then vice versa, some, some advice for high leaders and how they serve well, the lead leader. So I'll start with the top, like, so top leaders, whether it's the senior pastor or an executive or a small groups pastor, but they're leading people behind them or below Mm them. Mm -hmm. Uh, If we're not careful, we will start to use people 
to accomplish what we're trying to accomplish. And what Pastor Chris has been amazing at uh, over these 33 years is he, he, as he develops me, as he develops other team members on our staff, I know he loves me first. Hmm. He cares about me becoming who God created me to be more than he cares about the results that I bring the church. And if we're not careful as leaders of people, we will start to use people to get more small group leaders to uh, to have more ushers, and and they become they become a tool, not a person. Mm-hmm. And we dehumanize them, and they'll sense that. You can say you're mentoring and you're you're discipling them. In the reality, they can sense when they're being used. And so I think I think as leaders, we have to be very careful. And I think it can happen to anybody. I'm I'm not saying I'm I'm perfect at it, but I have to check myself and say, hey, am I am I recruiting this leader because I have a need, or am I recruiting them into this role because I see that that calling on their life, and that that we are not just looking for volunteers to fill spots, but we're trying to help people be fulfilled, yeah, and, and focus on that, and then God will build His church, so He'll bring all the right people as long as we're building people. Uh, he'll bring all the right ones that we need. Now, as far as those of us under leadership and and, and serving under leaders, uh, I think it's extremely uh, Im- important uh, to to learn our leaders because hmm. every leader is different. Pastor Chris, uh, um, words of affirmation is not one of his love languages. So I don't need to tell him how awesome his message is every Sunday. That's <laughs> acts of service is 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 one of his love languages. And so if I can, if I can help him with something or when I get something done, I know that's communicating love. And every leader is different. And I think all of us need to pay attention to that and 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 not just blanketly treat all leaders the same because they're all human and they are very different. And and we we need to learn our leaders so we can serve them well. I like that. That's great advice. Great advice. You know, if I'm honest, I think that there are, um, you know, lead pastors, lead leaders, senior leaders out there that say, man, um, seeing the example of the way Pastor Lane has served so faithfully, you know, over all these years, that's a blessing. I I, I want to see that in my ministry and vice versa. Right. I think people who 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 see, um, you know, lead leaders who are able to foster great relationships and and and, and see that connectedness. Uh, you know, I admire that. I admire that. And, and, and it's a great example for us to see and say, Hey, we want to, we want to live that out. So I, I appreciate that Pastor Lane. All right. So I want to do something, Pastor Lane. I want to, I want to throw off the cuff here with a little bit of music in the background. All right. Here's my first question, Pastor Lane. I know you're, you like to drive fast. That's one of your, what's something else you do for fun that people don't know? Oh, actually probably, uh, working out you wouldn't know it by looking at me i'm not a very big guy but um but I, I i love being being in the gym and and working out exercising ran five played, miles this morning by the way i played pickleball at your house with some stiff competition over there I, 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 I i'm not a great pickleball player but i love facilitating and talking trash from the side <laughs> all right what makes you laugh pastor lane oh people man I mean, I just, I just, I just love people. We we had a a meeting with every one of our youth pastors from all our campuses earlier today, and I got to telling a story, and we laughed, and uh, it's it's fun. It's good to it's good to tell stories and 
not take yourself too seriously and laugh at yourself. Um, that's, all that's right. Cool. All right. Here's another one. Here's another one. Uh, music. Any music you specifically like? Anything that any band or worship or any music that touches you? Um, uh, currently, I'm wearing out Red Rocks worship um, from Red Rocks Church in Denver. Uh-huh. Pastor Sean's a great friend, and and their their worship team is putting out some really great stuff. Uh, um, our our motion worship team for for our student ministry uh, recorded some new songs a couple weeks ago, and I got to go to that recording, and it, it was amazing. So I'm super excited about the motion worship project that's that's about to be released. Um, some all new songs that they've written. And, uh, I, I, I mean, it's, it's for our students, but I, I mean, they're, these songs are great for a 50 year old. <laughs> I love it. What excites you about the future right now and, and the church? Uh, I, I, I'm probably most excited about the good that God will, will create from the bad of what we know as 2020, mm. uh, the pandemic, I yeah. lost six friends, close friends. I mean, we lost hundreds in our church uh, to COVID. So, so I've personally experienced the pain of, of COVID. Uh, but then the church as a whole, so many people just getting disconnected and, and not coming to church. Uh, and and I, I feel like we're watching Romans uh, play out that, that mm. God will take all the bad and he will make it good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. So I believe with all of my heart that this Easter, we just saw a glimpse yeah. uh, that, that there are people coming back to church, coming back into community, but there are also a lot of people that have never been in church uh, that through the pain of 2020 and 2021 and the, the economic pain, uh, the, the, the pandemic pain, all of those things have driven them uh, to Jesus. And I'm, I'm loving it. So I, I feel like, uh, we have great things ahead. Uh, the way Pastor Chris is, is, is sharing the way he sees it right now uh, with our staff is it feels like we've been in a headwind for two years just pushing against so many things. And it feels like now there's a tailwind and we can we can yeah. move forward again. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, if people want to connect with you, are you on social media, Pastor Lane? Can people connect you and find you there? You know, what website should they go to, to learn more about you and the church? Uh, churchofthehighlands.com is um, the main area, churchofthehighlands.com. And that's where we give away everything that we do at Church of the Highlands. So you can, as a pastor or leader, go to church resources at churchofthehighlands.com. And we give away everything, every awesome. uh, small group leader training, our growth track, any documents that our staff uses for anything. It's all there. It's all available for download for free. We give everything that we do away there. Um, I, I have social media, but I am not on social media. So, uh, um, but my name is at Lane Schranz, uh, for any of that. And I have a website just for my race car, which you don't need to go to it has nothing to do with church, but that's lane <laughs> If you want to see videos of what it looks like to drive a car up a mountain really fast. <laughs> It's very scary. And I thank God and I pray for you on this last trip up that mountain that he will keep you safe in Jesus name. Hey, everybody, I, I want to just say pastors and leaders, you want to go to the Church of the Highlands uh, resource site for grow. They're going to it's going to bless you the resources uh, as they have many. And I think that's one of the reasons why Church of the Highlands is blessed because they are. Uh, you guys are so open-handed. Pastor Lane, this has been awesome. Um, can you give us just one final nugget for 
what's on your heart? Just one last thing to, to advice or encouragement for all the leaders. Yeah. And I forgot to mention growleader.com. Growleader.com mm-hmm. is also where the training side yes. of what we do happens at growleader.com. Um, I mean, in, in parting, uh, Jesus's bride is beautiful. Uh, it's made up with imperfect people, but uh, the bride of Christ is amazing. And, and we need to give our lives to building his bride and, and building his church and, and helping people uh, know God and have a personal relationship with them, helping them find freedom uh, from their past and their hurts and their pain, helping them discover their purpose and helping them turn it all around and start making a difference in the lives of other people. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Pastor Lane, on behalf of Dr. Sam Chand, Martin Van Tilburg, our whole Avail team, we just want to say thank you for doing what you do. Thank you. And the whole team, Pastor Chris, whole team over there at Church of the Highlands, we really, we really admire you and, and we honor you uh, for leading so well. Thank you. Honored to be a part. <laughs> hey, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast with the one and the only, the racing pastor, Pastor Lane Schrantz. On behalf of Avail, my name is Virgil Sierra. I'm your media host here for Avail and your pastor friend who helps you talk about leadership weekly. We love you. Catch you next time right here on the Avail podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail podcast with our guest, Lane Schrantz. You can connect with Lane by going to laneschrantz.com and churchofthehighlands.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm your Avail Media host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Podcast.